never give up, never take no for an answer. Know your self worth,、mm-hmm. especially for women. Yes. Don't let yourself be defined. Correct. And be kind. Be kind. Be generous、mm-hmm. to others. Right. And you you get what you give. Welcome to the Asia Society Hong Kong Movers and Shakers podcast. Through the short interactive fireside chat, we get to meet with the leaders and game changers in different industries for insights into their personal journey to success, what they learned, how they failed, and other interesting wisdom they may want to share. Today's podcast is with Yang Chan, an award-winning journalist, educator, e-learning advocate, and media strategist. A Hong Kong native, Chan spent 23 years in New York City covering immigration, campaign finance, and U.S.-China relations for both Chinese and English language media, including the New York Daily and NBC News. Since returning to Hong Kong in 1998, she has created two journalism schools as the founding director and professor of the Journalism and Media Studies Center at the University of Hong Kong, and the founding dean of the Journalism School at Shantou University in China. Her honors include a Polk Award for. Excellence in Journalism, CPJ International Press Freedom Award, a Lifetime Achievement Award by the Asian American Journalists Association, and an Eman Fellowship at Harvard University. Ying passed by Asia Society Hong Kong to conduct the following interview. Tell us about how you got started in your journalism career, because you guys started in、um, in the U.S. in New York in a very competitive environment, and when you got、mm-hmm. started.、Um, How many women were there in your in doing what you were doing, and how many Asian women? Oh, okay, I can talk about that. Okay, I can start with the Daily News. Okay, please. That was in.、Um, I work at Chinese papers for more than ten years. I cover the gangs, I、uh, broke stories,、mm-hmm. and I cover the neighborhoods, slumlords. Uh, and this was in New York. Use, yes,、mm-hmm. and I was in New York, and then in 1990, it was just a chance that、um, uh, that the Daily News wanted to do a project on people smuggling. And by that time, I have been fired by the Chinese papers twice. Go home, right? Because the, I offended slum laws. Uh, employers and the boss called me in and said, "Ying, can you do me a favor? Stay away from Chinatown." I said, "Okay," and but then three months later, I was let go. All right, so that was the second time. So at that time, my kids were small, and in a way, it was okay. So I borrowed some money. Um, bought a、uh, fax machine. You still need fax machine at those days. You 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 roll and you、uh, got some freelance work in Hong Kong. So that then 1990, I have a friend at the Daily News, which is at that time a leading paper、mm-hmm. in New York. Right. And also, in terms of circulation, is number six in the entire country, the big paper. So a friend called me up and said, "Ying,、uh, my paper wants to go to China to check out people smuggling. Do you want to help me out?、Uh, we'll go to China." 
okay, sounds good. Can I turn it down? No. And so my friend's Jim Dow, he's now at the New York, no, uh, at the New York Times, doing it very well. And, but we got to know each other in the community. We were involved in community. Because when I arrived in Chinatown, it was uh, at the tail end of the civil rights movement. Mm -hmm. uh, people would... Um, what year was that? I got to New York in 1974. 74, okay. Right. And so that, there were people demonstrating for equal rights, for uh, getting hired in the construction industry. There were demonstrations against police brutality. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we get to know each other in the community. Um, so I think one lesson you said, who, um, who helped me? Mm -hmm. uh, I think it's friends, networks. Networks. Very mm -hmm. important. Um, and you also need to be willing to give. Give in the sense of sharing. And you make friends you become a resource to others, mm -hmm. and you also learn from others. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very important. So when I started out, I, mean, so I got a short-term work at the Daily News. Mm -hmm. That's for three months. And they sent me to China, they were sent to Hong Kong. We did the story, came up with a package, in-depth reporting. And I also got to visit my mom, mm -hmm. who's in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. who was in Hong Kong. Uh, so then after the project was done, and then the Daily News editor said, oh, you seem to be a good reporter. Do you want to stay here? I was scared. In that, because I've never worked at an English language daily. I see, I see. Right. When I did the project with Jim, I worked with him. Right. Right? So, he, so, but I have, until then, I never really did writing professionally in English. I see. Right? Where did you get your degree? At Hong Kong University. Me, oh, okay. Yeah. And, um, yes, I know English was very different. You don't really use it professionally mm -hmm. uh, writing for the public, right. which is a, a very uh, different skill. Um, so what helped me out is that I also make good friends at the Dating News. Mm -hmm. In a way, I was uh, fortunate and unfortunate because so I got on a full-time job, I got hired, and three months into my job, the paper went out on strike. Oh, okay. And we were out on strike for five months. And for the three months, working on a special project, I don't know any, I, I, I only know Jim, I work on the project, that's it. And then with the strike, I went out with the other fellow the reporters and editors too. Mm -hmm. And I got to make friends on the picket line. I see. And you fought your friendship mm -hmm. on the picket line. Mm -hmm. Um, so we got our job back without a contract, uh, but I get to know people and people also know who I am. Right. So another right. lesson is also, um, 
I'm an honest person. When there's a picket line, of course, I honor You're the picket line. Right. I went out with everybody. Uh, I help out as much as I can. So, again, you, you have a network. Right. And you do the network, you network not because of um, uh, you plan it that way. You just because that's the right thing to do. Right. So the other lesson is you, you really do the right thing. Follow your heart. Mm -hmm. And you, you have values that you share. Um, that's what happened. But were you, I mean, that 1990, my understanding, media world, <laughs> there weren't that many women, were there? And also Asian women. You were probably one of the few. Uh, you're absolutely right. Right. When I landed at the Daily News in 1990, uh, I'm the only Chinese speaking. Mm -hmm. I am one of the few women mm -hmm. reporter. I'm also a rare immigrant. Mm -hmm. So actually, I have three strikes against me. I'm a minority. Right. I'm colored. I'm a woman. Right. I'm also an immigrant. Right. English is not my first language. Right. Um, so, but I think you, you give it your best, right? And, and you, um, you believe in your self-worth. Right. But then, I have something to bring to the table with my background, my understanding, not just Chinese community, right. but also the immigrant community. Right. So in New York, we have 160 plus ethnic groups. Mm-hmm. So I, so after the strike, when after we went back to work, I even got a beat. I covered immigration. Oh, I see. So I created the immigration beat at the Daily News, mm -hmm. which is so important. Right, for so New I York. So I cover Spanish, I cover Italians, I cover you know, all the minority groups. Um, so I have something to bring to the table. Mm -hmm. Um, and you learn. I also learn from from others. So how long were you at the the um, Daily News? I was there until nineteen ninety seven. But then you ended up. Uh, you also working for CBS, didn't you? I did a one year uh, as a project for them because I started covering campaign finance. Oh, okay. Oh, I remember when now. Clinton mm -hmm. uh, was. Uh, about his campaign, it was very controversial. It was in 1996. Right. I covered that. I worked with Tom Brokaw right. at that time. I broke stories for him. I tracked down the lead uh, culprit um, that funneled money. Is it John Wong? Uh, I talked to John Wong. Right? And I also talked to Charlie Tree. Oh, Charlie Tree, right. I oh, remember. Oh, you remember. Yes, okay. yes. All I remember right. because as a political, uh, loving politics, because that was when you hear about John Wong, Charlie Tree, and that was the uh, somebody who was a political junkie because I think it, it brought Chinese or Asian-American name uh, down a little bit because in, to this day, I think we're still in some ways paying for it. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Right. And what I did was that I tracked down John Wong, mm -hmm. talked to him, 
He was with the Democratic Committee. Mm-hmm. He was in charge of uh, fundraising mm-hmm. in the Chinese and Asian community. Correct. Correct. I was one of the first to interview him. I remember uh, going to DC, visit the committee and talk to him. And the other story I did was that I tracked down Charlie Tree mm-hmm. in China, in right. Shanghai, and deliver an exclusive for John, uh, Tom Brokaw. I see. Who went to Shanghai to interview him right. on camera. Right. That was exclusive. I see. I did that. I also, then I also did a gig for 60 Minutes. Right, I wonder. Um, on the Lee Wen Ho case, ah, uh-huh. I went to Little Rock to, is it Little Rock? No. Little Rock, Arkansas, yeah. Yeah, yeah. to um, to find him. Right. Um, so, no. It, no, no, it wasn't. No, he no, was, no, he no, was no, in no, Little no. Rock. Uh, he, was, a, uh, uh, he was Tennessee, wasn't he? No, no. no he was in, uh, uh, yeah, the, Wen Ho Lee, yeah. Los, Al- Los, uh, uh, Los Alamos? Uh, the lab near Santa Fe. Yes. Yes, he was. He was the scientist. Later on, uh, yes, Helen Sia wrote. Helen Sia wrote, wrote about the, that his autobiography. Uh, so when I went out to look him up and try to get him for an interview, I see. Yeah. I see. Yeah. So you really cut your teeth with some of these uh, major stories on Asian American. You know, at the time, I think as immigrants, uh, we were latecomer to Asian Americans or Chinese Americans, um, 65, post 65, the right, more Asian were coming to the United States. We, we stories, and you also talk about the, um, the, the, the smuggling. Um, there was a major case about the, oh, what was it? Golden, Golden Venture. Golden Venture. Yes. Yes. So that were you was, involved with that as well? Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh, okay. That was in 1993. Uh, I think June, June 3rd, June 4th, when the Golden Venture right. uh, grounded off New York Harbor. Right. And because I went to China in 1990. First trip? T- first trip to look at people smuggling. Right. Ah, so then I followed see. this story. So when the Golden Venture ran a, a grant yep. um, in 1993, right. I went out to cover the story, and then the next day, the editor said, Ying, go to China. When you go to China, go to the village. And by that time, since I have a head start on the story, you started I know the connections, mm-hmm. I know the, where they come from. Uh, I, so I just went, and I broke the story uh, on that. Mm-hmm. Now, Bringing the story of the survivors right. to the village, and so I, I ran with that story, and uh, so yeah, great. But so, in what made you come back? You came back to Hong Kong in nineteen ninety seven, or what year? Ninety eight. Ninety eight. Okay. So you have a career. I mean, you know, in New York, uh, hey, not a lot of. Asian or women get to uh, 60 Minutes, working with Tom Brokaw. You could be in the States, but what made you come back to Hong Kong? Well, I quit the Daily News in 97. My last assignment with them was that I came to Hong Kong to cover the Hanover. I got them to send me, so that was my last assignment. Mm -hmm. But I felt 
I've learned a lot at the Daily News, but I thought I have um, I need to move on. Mm-hmm. When your work becomes not so challenging, right. it's time to think about it. And so I quit. I took a risk, but I felt that if I don't quit, I may have to stay there. For a long, long time, mm-hmm. but of course, it turned out that if I, given the state of the journalism and the print in the United States, I would have a job. You kind of saw the tea leaf. I <laughs> I saw it because also remember that year, you also have a Lewinsky scandal. Yes, that's right. And so, even the best reporters, best columnists, are doing stick out outside her house. What is this journalism? And papers are um, uh, shut down. Reporters are walking out, cut backs. Right. So I saw the, you know, like you said, the tea leaves. O.J. Simpson uh, was around then too, right? Pre '97. It seems like media landscape changed yes, exactly. uh, in, in, in the U.S. And, right. and I think also globally, too, because right. when CNN started coming in, news, um, I, I remember I was in Hong Kong, O.J. Simpson. So we're not, you know, what is news and what you're talking about, Lewinsky. So, so media landscape, you're right, in the States changed. And you come to Hong Kong. And, and when did you join Hong Kong U and create it? You're the inaugural um director, right? Uh, you founded the media center at Hong Kong U, your alma mater. Right. And so tell me why. I mean, you know, uh, it is tribute to Hong Kong U, but you, you, you have also had now helped train a generation of reporters. And, you know, so the decision to, to join Hong Kong U or come back to Hong Kong. See, I'm not a very planful person. But I know I love journalism. Uh, I believe in its values and its role in society. And so it was, again, a chance. I didn't plan it. I came back to Hong Kong in mid-1998, May 1998. And then I just had a coffee with the provost at that time. And then he said, oh, we at the university is thinking of creating a journalism program. You have any idea? See, Hong Kong, you never had such a program. But when you graduated from Hong Kong, you, you graduated with what degree? Uh, the sociology oh, and I economics. See. Mm-hmm. see, because it journalism is like a craft. It's the university looked down on it, mm-hmm. right? It's not valuable. Um, but then I think they have some vision and they think it's, gee, we need to do something. So, so right there I said, oh, okay. Because I had some experience um, being an adjunct at Columbia J School. Oh, I see, I see. I, also, I was also lucky enough to spend a year as a fellow at Harvard. I see. And so I said, oh, okay, why don't you do a professional program? Because there are other local universities, they have academic programs, right. and they're okay, it's good. So what's your niche? What, do you, what can you contribute? Right. 
Um, so, but I see the need for professional training. And so I said, why don't you do this? Use a Colombian model, right? Right. Start with a master program, not with the undergrad program, but start with the master program and to offer support and training to working journalists and also to those who are doing other disciplines mm -hmm. to get training in right. journalism, right? And you don't need to study journalism to be a journalist, right. but one year top-up training will be beneficial. Mm -hmm. So that's how it started. And I think, again, um, leadership is important mm -hmm. because, like at the Daily News, right, the chief editor at that time had the vision to see the story and took a risk to hire me, mm -hmm. right? But right from the street. Mm -hmm. I never had any experience in an English paper. So my luck again uh, at Hong Kong U, I'm not a professor. I've never taught, but I know the industry. Mm -hmm. I have some experience. I understand the needs of the industry. I know how these pro professional program works. So the university president, we call him the vice chancellor at that time, he took a risk mm -hmm. and just hired me. Okay, do it. And so that's how it started. Well, one of the questions um, that we uh, asked for this podcast, and I think I already kind of know the answer, but in your career, what has been more important, most important, EQ or IQ? And well, I think IQ is a little mysterious in all these scores. I don't know what to make of it, but EQ is definitely important. I talk about networking. Mm -hmm. EQ means that you can relate to people. You have empathy. You um, respect people. Mm -hmm. uh, so, for instance, I did my cover story for the Daily News on this illegal, quote, illegal immigrant. Mm -hmm. Put his face on the front page. I'm nervous. And so... When the story came out, it was a, on a Sunday, the page. I got up early. I drove to New Jersey. He worked at a takeout restaurant over there. I took the paper. I went to see him, say hello, thank you. I want him to see it, hear it from me. Wow. Right? It's very important. Yes, yes. And you never, ever take advantage of people. Right. You right. respect your subjects. I mean, we stay in touch. We stay in touch. It became a friend, and it became a good source for me. Right. And trusted you. So, right. yeah. So I think EQ is not just emotional quotient, mm -hmm. but it's also about respecting other people, uh, never take advantage of others. Basic things like always say thank you, mm -hmm. always thank thank you notes, mm -hmm. right? Uh, like at the university, when I do the program, I do fundraise. Uh, my first supporter, Donna, um, invited me to dinner. We chatted, and I got home same night. Sent him an email. Thank you. Mm -hmm. All right. Doesn't Very matter important. if he's going to give me money. Right. right? And mm -hmm. it's just basic, basic right. human decency and mm -hmm. courtesy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um. 
sounds like we've been talking about successes and you've been, you know, going from, uh, you know, uh, career, daily news, CBS, and, and then coming back. Um, has there, a, do you think, has there, a, do you see a failure in your, in your life that has later on set you up for success? You know, in terms of, I don't, for me, I don't see us as failure if I learn something from it. But have you, in your, in your career, or in your life, you know, a failure later on, I think you look back and said, all right, that has created an opportunity for you and allow you to grow. Well, absolutely. Like, um, when I took the exam to enter Hong Kong University, I didn't get in on the first try. Okay, good. That is <laughs> That was a big rejection. Right. You know how people value academic success, right? Right. So in middle school, they got high school, I was a good student. But then I got um, distracted as I advanced right. uh, in the classes because I started doing other things. Uh, I took the exam and I got rejected. All my friends got into Hong Kong you. Ooh, okay. So what do you do? Right? You cry? No, mm -hmm. right? I, I, I might cry. I, I can recall. And um, so for that year, I studied by myself. I kept doing part-time work to make some money. And I took the exam again. I got admitted second try. Okay. But it turned out to be my good luck. You know why? Because see, I was a so-called science student. So in those days, if you're smart, you're supposed to do science. And I did science, physics, chemistry. I did up to calculus, high math. I didn't do well. So I was in, uh, admitted to the science faculty. Then 19, it was so long ago. It was 1967, mm -hmm. the year of the riot. Oh, yes. And Hong Kong U just created its Faculty of Social Sciences. So I switched. I applied to a social science faculty, studied sociology, I got admitted. And I think if, if I would do science, I would be miserable. Right. right. And so it, it turned out to be a blessing in disguise. So yeah, that's what I did. So okay, uh, you know, lemon <laughs> lemonade. lemonade. That's what I. Right? That's what I have always. Uh, right? I think that's my. You know, if people throw you lemon, make lemonade. It's okay. Um, but one of the things that I'm curious in terms of your, um, uh, when you think of success, I mean, and I, 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 I admire you. You know, in that you have, you know, when you see need to change, you 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 move on and you grow and and, and you also another success. I, I, I consider you. Um, a success in that you're also a wonderful t teacher and mentor. Um, but in your definition, what is your definition of success uh, when you think about success? Um, you know, uh, some of us, some people's money, some of it is influence, but, but in your definition, success means what? Well, success in journalism meaning getting a scoop, getting a good story, and doing stories that uh, have impact, uh, doing stories that are valuable, of some value mm -hmm. to people, to the public, or stories that's fun, that's interesting, right? 
Uh, and the good thing with being a journalist is that you don't get depressed too much. You don't because you have a deadline mm-hmm. to produce. So you do the best you can, you can to produce it, right? And then if you're not good enough, there's always next deadline, the next story, and you, you move on. Like your failure could be, oh, I got beaten on this story by my competitor. But it's okay. You always have another opportunity to excel. So you have this drive to keep going. Um, to be a teacher success means that my students' success, their success is my success. Um, if they're doing well, um, like now I have students, you know, around the world, they're right. in China, they're in Hong Kong, they're in all walks, right? Mm-hmm. And when, when I see their work, it's not my work. Yeah. I, when you I help was groom a, them. Yeah, when I was a professor, I'd, um, I have to retreat from the front line, mm-hmm. right? Um, that has its satisfaction. But really, you know, my, my student's success is my success. It's the institution's success. Uh, one question I have, uh, we also also quite, uh, ask quite often uh, off of this podcast is, uh, final, you know, any f- advice you would give to your younger self? Uh, you know, at 15, 25, like you said, you, you, you didn't pass the exam. But, you know, if you see your final younger self now, what would you tell her? Uh, advice that you would give her? Well, keep learning. Be flexible, especially in this day and age. The job world is changing. You have to be very flexible. Mm -hmm. Uh, Take care of yourself. If you're 15 or when you're 25, don't love your job too much. You see, as a, again, back to being a reporter, being a journalist, or in, in other works, you can love your job too much that you're willing to do it for free. That's not good. That's dangerous. Yes. Right? You love your work, right? But not married to, to your job. Right. So you need to take care of yourself. You, you never give up. Uh, Never take no for an answer. Mm-hmm. Know your self-worth, mm-hmm. especially for women. Yes. Don't let yourself be defined. Correct. Um, and be kind. Be kind. Be generous mm-hmm. to others. Right. And you, you get what you give. Uh, so I think those are very important. Mm-hmm. Your career, your person, personal worth. And keep learning. I think this particular podcast we started it uh, in in some ways. Um, I think uh, it's really interesting. Our very first uh, mover and shaker podcast was Mark Thompson. Oh, okay. And you helped us moderate that uh, particular session when we had it uh, last year. And I asked Mark uh, about his first trip to China. Right. And and uh, and what was your first trip to China? It was in 1990, you said, or what? No, was it was in 1972. 72. Before I left for the United States. Mm-hmm. See, at that time, it's kind of 
dangerous mm -hmm. for my relatives in China to interact with them. Mm -hmm. uh, and I have lots of relatives in Guangzhou. Mm -hmm. um, and we never communicated because uh, we're supposed to be outside dangerous people. Uh, but so when I was planning to go to the United States, I thought I better go to China. So that was my first trip. It's very different, uh, Guangzhou in those days. But uh, 72 was when Nixon went to China. Absolutely. So you would have gone after Nixon went to China. If Nixon went to China in February, I think, or something like that. That was after. Right. So uh, in probably some ways, a couple of months after. The, maybe the opening helped you to get back to China? Is that? Uh, not really. But it, you it did. That's interesting. So, so 72, very different China. Still very Mao different. Jacket. The Mao Jacket. Uh, the uh, department stores are dark, empty. Mm -hmm. uh, you don't have phones in the homes. You have phone stands in the neighborhood. You would go there and make your call. Uh, you'd, um, it's not easy to get to. I took a bus, a public bus, to go to Guangzhou and to the villages, and uh, it, it was a very bumpy trip. Uh, it's very different, very mm -hmm. different. Um, but I visited my uh, uncle you know, over there. So Interesting, because one of the reasons for this particular podcast is also talking about our anniversary, as you know, Asia Society is celebrating, uh, beginning to celebrate our 30th uh, anniversary from this year onward for the next uh, uh, couple of years. Uh, because we were founded um, in in 1980, 1990, so and and in some ways, Mark Thompson said 1990 was 1989 was his first trip to China. So there has been a lot okay. of interesting oh, dates yes. that we're we're bringing up. But I guess my final question, uh, since we are doing this, um, you know, if you, around time of International Women's Day, um, you know, uh, I guess, and especially in this time of Me Too movement. Uh, and also because uh, the in your line of work in the United States particularly, and I don't know about here in Hong Kong, um, you you have a lot of journalism students who are women who are interested. And but I wonder if you can comment on on. Do you think the Me Too movement? I think, and I had asked you, had you seen uh, Bombshell the movie, which mm -hmm. I have not seen, uh, which is about Gretchen Carlson's uh, uh, challenge with uh, Fox. It, it, you know, it seems like as as women leaders, we've come a long way, but we haven't. And when you were working in New York, when you were, um, you were a minority as a, a, a Asian, and, and but you, you know, overcome that. So I guess my my question for you as a as a woman leader, professor, teacher, what is your advice to young women today uh, about? pursuing their career. You obviously had a, you know, you pursue your passion and you also raised a family. And what is, you know, is, is, is I guess the question, can you have it all? Um, and, and another area that I also want to talk about too is also the lack of, I mean, we've had this conversation about um, academia here in Hong Kong too, um, uh, getting women leader. In fact, for our uh, coronavirus podcast, um, I have to confess, so far, all of the, the, the speakers have been uh, uh, male, wonderful uh, professionals. 
Um, but, you know, let's talk about female leaders. I mean, your advice to some young women out there who want to be, you know, going to journalism or going to um, study epidemiology or whatever. I mean, and you've been at university now for many years. Um, so, yeah. I, I, let's well, it's true that at the university, our leadership is still very male. Um, I think for young women, it's a reality that as a, a woman, you have to work extra hard to prove yourself. Just like an immigrant in the United States. The world is unfair. The world is changing, but it's unfair. So what you do is uh, do the best you can. Don't get angry. Get even. That's that what I would say. Get even meaning that you have to just show that you can do it. And you can, right? Mm -hmm. um, and it's possible. Don't let anybody put you down. And you need to also learn to speak up for yourself. Um, again, build your network, know how to uh, pick your battles, very important. Um, and I think you'll be fine, you'll be fine. It's not easy, um, but also don't give yourself any excuses, never ever. And you just can do it. Well, on that note, thank you, Ying. Um, we're going to put this on on March 8th, uh, International Women's Day. And this entire month of uh, March, we're going to uh, talk to other, uh, here in Hong Kong, other uh, women leaders. And in some ways, we want to inspire um, young people, men and women, um, to really kind of uh, uh, reach for the stars. And, uh, and in some ways, in this day and age, really nothing to lose. And I think you you've have shown us that, yeah, you can be minority women and you can still make it in, in that very tough journalism world of New York and in the U.S. So thank you, Ying. Thank you. It's been great chatting with you. Great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.